It's been a while since I wrote here. I was busy writing for other people. Also, I am still figuring out the suitable tune for Psy Tribe as a blog. You will notice that this post sounds different from previous ones. It will include more of my own ideas and scientific experience. That is assuming you read my previous posts, presumptuous of me I guess. In this blog post I will touch on entropy, and the brain is an inference machine. I will share relevant ideas to support the claim that in the brain there is a mechanism to protect itself from getting overwhelmed. Also, I will suggest some experiments to investigate entropy and entropy suppression in the human brain. During my PhD, I investigated the neural correlates of decision-making. Using functional magnetic resonance imaging, we found that signal in the parietal cortex has something to do with dealing with the decision-making difficulty. Such signal was reported in various previous imaging studies, and traditionally it was thought of as attention-related. To be honest, it is still difficult to explain this signal. But, for me at least, attention was and still is an elusive concept, just like consciousness for that matter, because it provides little insight into the underlying physiological processes in the brain. Limited by the limitations of the technique but powered by a wild imagination I had an idea that maybe those regions are trying to keep the brain from being overwhelmed while dealing with difficult scenarios. Years later, I looked into the idea, out of intellectual curiosity, and it led me to fascinating concepts like entropy, the free energy principle, and embodied cognition. I always found physicists take on topics like the mind and consciousness intriguing. Probably because they dare to imagine. In my opinion, to explain the unexplainable, you must dare to imagine. Maybe we, the collective we, create the reality we imagine. Maybe imagination is a way to tap into some form of built-in knowledge. As I am, for now, free from the shackles of academia and the tyranny of advisors I can write this blog post. That is the beauty of having your own blog, I can say stuff like the tyranny of advisors. This post might be a dense post. I apologize for that. It is because I still need to wrap my head around many of the concepts in it too but I had a couple of thoughts that I needed to share with the world. Disorder is the rule. Entropy, as defined in physics according to the Oxford Dictionary, is a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work, often interpreted as the degree of disorder or randomness in the system. Entropy can explain biological systems and their relation to life. It provides theoretical ground for intrinsically different disciplines to explain systems. Which is a great advantage. According to the second law of thermodynamics, entropy, disorder, randomness in a system always increases with time. As such, all things, humans, the universe, and our brains end up dispersing with time. Unless energy is spent to maintain the system by suppressing entropy. In life, disorder is the rule and structure is an exception. Sobering right? Brains as little inference machines. Let us agree that there are things outside of us and there is our inside. Although, some might disagree saying that without the observer there is no reality because you need the observer for the quantum wave function to collapse. Anyhow, let us put this debate aside for a moment. We receive input from things around us via sensory input. And we exert change on things around us by moving our arms for example. As such, we interact with the outside via our brains. In this sense, we might be able to view the neural processing in the brain as a Markov blanket. To achieve such interactions, we could think of our brains as little inference machines. The brain tries to make sense of the sensory input. But it must choose what sensory input is relevant and what isn't. By doing so it creates its own model of the world. And over time it tries to maximize the Bayesian model evidence and reduce its prediction error. As such, we have sensory states that influence the internals of the system and active states that influence the externals. 
Active states influence the external states and yet are dependent on the internal states. The rule is that all states must maximize model evidence known as marginal likelihood and the inverse of upper free energy and thus suppress entropy. For more on this topic, I recommend Frist in 2010. So, the internal states of the brain are trying to model the world. They are trying to maximize the evidence modeling the world. Also, the action of the individual is trying to maximize the evidence of their own existence. The anatomy of any system, the brain in this case, will embody within it a model of the environment in which that system is immersed. Thus, the spatiotemporal properties of the world are also modeled and present in our brains. So, by just looking at the brain we can describe the environment we live in. In this sense, aliens living in different multidimensional world must have different brains. Measuring entropy in the brain. But with all the sensory inputs and the vast possibilities for output, the human brain must incorporate a solution to avoid getting overwhelmed by information when deriving new conclusions. That is where the idea that the parietal cortex has something to do with suppressing entropy. It might provide a mechanism in the brain to avoid getting overwhelmed by information when forming decisions. But can we test for this? I think we can. We can create maps of entropy of the brain using functional magnetic resonance imaging, free. In free, we record a signal called bold. The bold signal is related to the energy expenditure by a region that has a neural activity while performing a task. In fact, a limitation of the bold signal is that it is not a measure of the electrical neural signal. A lot of ongoing research tries to understand neurovascular coupling resulting in the bold signal. It is not easy. But if the aim is to create a measure of entropy or suppression of entropy, I guess free would be suitable for that. Also, maybe we can develop artificial neural networks that consider entropy suppression and prove they are more efficient than neural networks without taking into account such principles. In artificial intelligence, one issue is that neural networks might easily get overwhelmed performing irrelevant tasks. Maybe a neural network employing entropy suppression would deal with input and choosing suitable output without being overwhelmed. This might be important for developing general artificial intelligence. Another way to test entropy in the brain would be by using drugs that manipulate the entropy states of the brain. First, we need to define the various entropy states under several drugs. For example, psilocybin, a classic psychedelic drug, could be used. In parallel, we could measure brain activity before and after drug administration using the entropy maps. My bet is that entropy won't be localized to a certain region in the brain but rather all over the neural networks in the brain. Maybe the map would show less entropy signal in the brain when the parietal cortex is active. In any case, I find it exciting to explore entropy and its relations to biological systems and the brain. Some questions? Does the ability to suppress entropy change during our lifetime? Is it possible that during childhood the brain deals with entropy differently? Does it have a role in psychiatric disorders? Does it explain why some individuals are highly adaptive to changes in the environment compared to others? Creativity and entropy suppression? Future. In a complex cognitive systems, dealing with entropy might be through pattern formation and habits. Combining certain elements in certain forms to form patterns are probably essential and are key to the architecture of the cognitive systems. I guess understanding the underlying mathematics and the underlying physiological process in the brain that deals with entropy and its suppression will help us on many levels. It will help us create human-inspired neural networks and maybe understand pathological processes in psychiatric and neurological disorders. Many of the ideas included deserve unpacking. My little inference engine predicts that the next blog posts will be more like this one.